I just want to thank you for being here and to say welcome. And if you're a dad, happy Father's Day. Um, right? <clears throat> I'm going to talk about how awesome and important you are in just a second. But before I do, um, I want to get started with my message because I've got a lot in a very little amount of time. So I'm going to try to get through it all, okay? Today we're talking about King David. And if you know anything about King David, you know one, he's a king. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know that. Um, he's a king. He's clearly a musician because he's got his little harp thing. Um, and he's a few other things along the way, right? He's done a lot. He's got a lot of info in the Bible. Um, if you ever want like a good biblical soap opera, read through like Psalms. Um, it talks about his life and just, it's like his journal, really. It's really, really good. Um, but I'm going to tell you why we're talking about David today. I think there's four major characteristics that, that lead us to emulate some of the things that he has for us, okay? So let's read that. One, he wasn't perfect. Two, he was a man that sought to obey God. Three, he wasn't afraid to apologize. And four, he waited on God patiently to rescue, talk to, and protect him. I think those are pretty noble qualities, right? Like, I wish I had more of these on a daily basis. So that's kind of why we're going to talk about him today. And I want to share why I'm here and not a dad, uh, <laughs> because I'm not a dad, um, if you haven't gathered. And I know that I'm the junior high director, and I kind of, I get to like, I guess, be a dad sometimes to those kids, or a mom, or whatever, a friend. Um, but I think that dads are super important, and because I get to watch your kids on a weekly basis, I feel like I have some credibility in saying, like, thank you, but also, we need you. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of why I'm here, and I just want to encourage you, um, challenge you in those ways. So here's some of the kids that I get to work with on a weekly basis. On any given week, there's about 20 to 25 kids that I get to um, look after. They're really cute most of the time. And if you're a dad, you know most of the time is also accurate. So I wouldn't categorize myself as someone that's similar to David. Um, but the two qualities I want to look at today are strength and patience. Because I feel like as a dad, how important are those qualities? pretty important, right? Like how many of you pray for maybe like strength and patience on a daily basis? Dad or mom or whoever you are? Yeah, okay. Four of you. Okay, that's <laughs> solid. Off to a great start. Okay. Well, I pray for patience and strength on a daily basis. One, because I'm a junior high director and two, because I'm a human. Um, so we're just going to jump in. Let's start with strength and see if maybe along the way you realize that you need this more um, because there was only four of you. Um, but here's a picture of David. He's going to pop up on the, the screen. He's probably most well-known for defeating Goliath. Yeah? Anybody? Okay, you're like, oh, yeah, right. So he was this kind of, he was a shepherd, and then he, like, gets a rock, and he kills this giant, and everyone's like, what? And so that's kind of how um, David made his stake to fame, or his claim to fame. He was a musician, killed Goliath. He was a close friend to Jonathan, who was Saul, the first king of Israel's son, and then David was actually the second king of Israel, but he was also an adulterer and a murderer. And you might be thinking, I don't want to emulate that. Who wants to emulate that, right? I don't. Um, but as you think about it, we think David is kind of like this mixed bag of things. And we're kind of all mixed bags of things, right? Some of us do some good things. Sometimes we do some bad things. But ultimately, we're a lot like David. Maybe we're not adulterers and murderers. Hope not. Um, but we can all probably relate to David in some way, right? So we're going to talk about him, and I'm going to keep going, okay? 
No one is perfect, and it doesn't mean we can't learn a lot from each other, just like David. David wasn't perfect, but he got a lot right, like those four characteristics I listed earlier. So I'm going to read a verse. It's from Psalms 86, 15 through 16, okay? David was crying out, and he said, Lord, you are a God who shows mercy and is kind. You don't become angry quickly. You have great love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy. Give me your servant's strength. Save me the son of your female service. servant. In this verse, we see David, the author, begging his faithful God who gave him the strength and patience he needed time and time again to get through persecution, kingship, sin, shepherding, disappointment, and more. David, dad's in the room, okay? How many of you have prayed something similar to this verse? Raise your hand if you've, or even moms too. How many of you have ever prayed something similar to this? Give me strength to get through today. My kids have put toys on the floor and I stepped on their Legos, right? Okay, give me strength. We don't have to be a dad or a king to know how we need God's strength and furthermore, his patience. But you see, we're not emulating David. We're actually emulating God working through David. And that's important because we don't ever want to discredit anyone, right? We always want to see how God's going to work through them. And we see that in David's life. And take it from me, who's come from a broken home that was riddled with adultery, you can learn something from people that have messed up, right? This leads to my second quality, patience, because we need patience to get strength, because sometimes it doesn't come instantaneously. So patience is kind of one of those things you don't even really want to pray for anymore, because once you pray for it, what happens? You have to, you get patience, right? Because you immediately get tested with these frustrating things like, oh, you got to be patient. Your car's not ready. Oh, you got to be patient. You know, the kids aren't ready. Whatever, whatever, right? Patience, patience, patience. And you're like, why did I pray for this? So yes, unfortunately, I am bringing up patience and you're probably like, no, she didn't. Okay. I'm sorry, but we got to talk about it. And I know because every time I hear this word, I'm instantly like, yuck, right? Yeah. That's my favorite meme <laughs> or gif, whatever. And I, as I looked, as I was looking online for some verses about patience, because I want to be like, oh, I've got to read a verse for this, right? I actually came across a prayer, and it was from a parent praying for patience. And I was like, this is solid. We need this. So I'm actually going to read a prayer from a parent that I found. And it goes like this. Fill me with everlasting patience. Drown my anger with your peace. Help me parent my kids the way you parent me, with kindness and love. Thank you for giving them to me. How many of you think that the first thing you want to do is be thankful for your kids when they're like screaming and throwing a tantrum and like making a mess? No? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't either because there's sometimes on Wednesday nights when I'm running polls where I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I'm sure you feel the same way because junior high kids are crazy. But also, we're thankful for them every day, every week. I always pray, thank you, God, for these kids. Because you don't know what's going to sink and what's not going to sink or what they're going to get or what they're not going to get. But we also know that God gave them to us for a reason. They're ours for a reason. So when you're frustrated, try to be thankful for them. Even if you don't know why, just try, okay? Whether you feel like being grateful for the difficulty that is parenting, remember that God also parents us. He's an everlasting example of patience. Yikes, right? David patiently waited on the Lord, cried out to him for peace, patience, redemption, protection, and more. And my hope is that when you examine David's life, 
you start to glean how to ask God for the patience you need to be the dad or mom that God has called you to be. This is where I want my prayers to go. I want God to show me how to patiently pursue your students so that they look to God for the patience and strength they need to navigate life. So my challenge for you today is this. May we all strive for more strength and patience in our daily lives. And if this is an area where you struggle and you need some help and support, myself and our pastoral staff, we're here and we want to help however we can. Our doors are always open, our arms are always available, and our prayers are with and for you. We want to partner with you in this challenging part of parenting and life. So if this is what you need, I want to ask you to pray with me, okay? Father, fill us with your everlasting patience. Drown out our anger with your peace. Help us to parent our kids the way you parent us, with kindness and love. Thank you for giving these qualities to us and to continue to grow them in us as we pray for them. In your precious son's name, amen. I'm going to begin my, my sharing moment by uh, saying I love music. Um, I love the Psalms especially in the Bible. The Bible, uh, the Psalms really speak to me. Um, I'd like to share one particular that uh, has really touched my heart. And so if we go to the slide, Psalm 34, verses 8 to 10. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. I like to focus on that very last verse uh, where it says, the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Um, and I can say mainly I focus on that verse particularly because um, as a kind of a broke, starving college student, uh, those who lack no good thing, if you just seek God, he's fulfilling that part. <laughs> um, uh, the song that I just sang, I chose that uh, for my topic on devotion because mainly it's always on repeat in my car. Um, I love listening to that song over and over and over. It just simplifies the basic necessity of my need for God, my devotion for him. Um, and I also attach it to almost all the other playlists that I have in my, in my, on my phone. Uh, if that tells you anything, it gets to me. Uh, I don't know if you have a song that just speaks to you, that tells you of God's love for you. Um, but I, I recommend just listening to that and just having it replay when things are down, things, are, things aren't going the way that you like. But God is faithful and he, he'll, he'll remind you uh, through those songs. Uh, and I know that there's always that moment when you acknowledge God's love and he makes you feel brand new. It's like the day could, have, could not have gone worse, but you hear that love for you in that song, and it just reminds you. It just refocuses your lens on life. And in my case, it gave me a deeper cause for devotion. And so I decided to make my life reflect his will, uh, his love. Um, and uh, I love that Becca uh, also shared uh, David, uh, David's life, uh, because when I read through his life, I, know, I understand that his life is my blueprint. It's, it's what I want uh, for a life of devotion and love and trust unto God. And so I, I believe that even in the mundane, the everyday things, even in all of major life transitions, he was always there for me. And uh, he was trying to get my attention, listening to my prayers as I'd watch my life change, sometimes overnight, literally, uh, because now I have two babies uh, that, that we... <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, in his mercy and in his love, I still get sleep. He had, he'd repeatedly gotten a hold of me and my heart, and uh, he put me in a place where my attention and my wife's attention could be completely focused on him. 
Um, now David, King David, was just as human as you and I. He made these really brash mistakes, um, but he owned up to them. He quickly turned around and he loved God back and just asked for forgiveness. And that's where I want to be in, in, as, a, as a man. I want to be able to, to, to make, I mean, I'll make mistakes, but I want to be quick to turn around and ask for forgiveness. Ask, you know, tell, tell the person that I'm sorry um, as quickly as possible because I want to move forward. I want to keep, you know, moving. Uh, and uh, I want to stay true to, to who God has made me. Um, and just like, just like that as well, David also made, like he said, like I said, he made mistakes, but he changed, he turned around and he owned up to what his mistakes were. And God still called him a man, a man after his own heart. Can you imagine that? Like I've just, David essentially uh, murdered someone. David essentially committed adultery. But God still called him a man after his own heart. Even God, I mean, God knew what he was going to do. God had the potential to do. Um, and he still called him a man after his own heart. What that says to me is that David was the kind of guy who wore his devotion on his sleeve. He wore his love and his, his compassion and everything that, that, that made him who he was. He wore it outwardly on his sleeve. Um, I want to point back to a song that we sang earlier in the set um, or in the service. Uh, we enter the gates with thanksgiving and praise. Uh, we enter the gates with reckless love. God has, that's David. That's the story of David. That song is all about David. David would dance. He would sing. He would praise God loudly as he enter uh, Jerusalem. And he would just lift up the name of, of God and not really caring for what he wore or how he looked. He looked foolish, but he loved God outwardly. Um, and that's how, the, that's the kind of life that I want to live. Um, so I want to continue to wear his love outwardly on my sleeves. I want to stay focused on God by reading his word. I want to receive it as the guide for my life and to understand and, and just stay as close to scripture as I can as I get to create for his glory. Um, that's what devotion means to me, to be as transparent as possible and to love as, as outwardly as, as possible. Um, and that's God's love for me. And I also want to repeat that in my life towards my wife and my children, the people around me. Um, I want to, them to know that this is who I am. This is who God, made me, God has made me to be because that's who I believe God is. He's reminding me to be the best father that I can be, to be there for my children and my wife, to shepherd them um, just as he has shepherded my life. Um, I'm going to repeat the last line of that song, uh, Since Your Love. And it goes like this, since your love got a hold of me, since your love got a hold of me, I am a new creation. I'm forever changed. And that's just my reminder for myself, but I pray today that you would make it a reminder for yourself. In, in case something doesn't go the right way, just remind yourself, hey, God's love has got a hold of me. I'm a new creation. I am forever changed. I'm no longer the old person that I was once before, the old man or the old woman that I once was before. I'm a new creation the day starts new. And so I'm going to challenge each and every one of you, fathers especially, to move forward as impactful in your family as, as possible. I also want to close with this. Fathers, thank you for all that you do, the, see, the seen and the unseen. Thank you for, uh, for leading your church. We believe in you. Your family believes in you. God loves you and honors your commitment and your sacrifices. Continue leading your families, your wives, your children, your friends as well as your church. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for having some fun with us. We like to uh, have fun here at Crossroads. Now, uh, you may be asking yourself, why in the name of everything holy are they playing tug of war in church? Uh, well, uh, like we talked about earlier, having fun is biblical, right? Uh, it's important. But more than that, 
I think it illustrates something important that we should spend some time talking about today, and that's this, fidelity, faithfulness. How the heck does tug of war illustrate faithfulness? Well, let's put a pin in that, and we'll come back to it in just a second, okay? Uh, Now, we called our Father's Day service a man after God's own heart, which is in reference to the biblical story of David. We've talked a little bit about David's strength and his patience, his devotion, but why is David called a man after God's own heart in 1 Samuel 13, 14? Well, it's not because he was perfect. Far from it. J.D. and Becca both mentioned that he fell short several times. He had some massive failures. Uh, But in his brokenness, in his flaws, he consistently remained faithful and devoted to God. The strength of his character was revealed time and time again. He consistently turned to God for direction and sought God's will for his life. See, one of the defining characteristics of David's life was that he remained faithful to God even amidst difficult circumstances. Uh, In the books of 1 and 2 Samuel, we read the accounts of David's life, uh, a life that was wrought with trial and conflict and challenge and turmoil. David's life was anything but easy. David had been anointed by God to be the next king at a very young age. But as a teenager and a young adult, the current king, Saul, uh, oscillated between loving David and wanting him killed, with very little in between. Uh, And this happened more than once, actually. Uh, What made things even more complicated was that David was best friends with Saul's son, Jonathan. Now, David spent years of his life evading the armies of King Saul, just trying to stay alive. But through it all, he remained faithful to God and to his friend. Now, he and Jonathan stayed connected. They talked to each other. They sought one another out. And on multiple occasions, David had the opportunity to end Saul's life. But rather than slay his best friend's father... He instead uses the opportunity to remind Saul that he, is, that he does not want to hurt him and that he would never betray him. And that display of grace and fidelity causes Saul to warm up to David. That is until Saul again lets fear and jealousy creep back into his heart and then tries to kill him again, but that's neither here nor there. Friends, David displayed his faithfulness to others and to God over and over again throughout his life. Now, that doesn't mean he always got it right. As we said, he's messed up plenty. Uh, he, was, he had an affair, and then he was responsible for the death of Uriah, the husband of the woman he had an affair with. Uh, definitely not his proudest moments. But he always returned to his faith. He asked God for help to do better, and he tried to make amends for his errors. David constantly lived out and shared his faith with those around him. And he did all he could to pass down a strong faith in God to his son. Now, on his deathbed, we see David's final words to his son, Solomon, who was about to assume the throne. And in that moment, what does David believe are the most important things to communicate to his son? Well, let's check it out in 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. It says this. This is David speaking to his son, Solomon. Take courage and be a man. Observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses. 
so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. If you do this, then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. David challenges his son, the incumbent king, to, to stay faithful to God as God stays faithful to us. He reminds him to keep the faith. How does tug of war illustrate faithfulness? Friends, in our lives, there are going to be all kinds of things tugging on us and pulling at us, trying to separate us from our creator. There will be times when you feel that tug, when there's that pull to do the easy thing, to make that subtle compromise of character, to fudge the numbers just this once when no one's looking, to quietly betray the trust of a friend to serve our own interests, to take just that one small step away from God's guidance. In those moments, those are the ones that matter most. And those are the moments that we must remain faithful. In the times when our families need us to model what godly character looks like. In the moments when it seems like we're being pulled in a hundred different directions. In the space between here and eternity, we must remain faithful to our God. And to those whom he has put in our lives to love and care for. Much like in the game we played, the forces that are pulling against us can be really strong. And the truth is that not one of us are strong enough to pull the rope alone on the other side. We cannot go through it alone. Guys, I know this is hard for many of us. We need God and we need each other. And sometimes it's hard for us to admit that. But guys, we cannot do it alone. We have to surround ourselves with people who when the forces of the enemy are pulling hard against us, they will stand with us in unity, pulling in the same directions. We cannot pull alone. We need each other. Yes, thank you. Um, we have to stay connected to our family and to our church family. And, and dads, I want to challenge you. I want to ask that you would commit to showing up to church. Make this be a habit for you and your family. Let it become part of the fabric of who you are. Because gang, we need each other. Okay? And you never know that when you showing up is going to be the difference maker for someone else. Attending church together, being connected together... This is where we encourage each other to hang in there and keep pulling strong, right? Um, in that moment when David had his affair and the subsequent murder and cover-up that happened, that was a moment when David was not connected. He didn't have good people around him. We cannot let ourselves get into that position. He wasn't pulling with others. I want to encourage you, reach out for help. And if you are not already, get connected, get into a life group, get into a serving group, get other people around you, start building some relationships with people who will pull with you and help you to stay faithful to God and to those you love most. It is my prayer for all of us today, dads and moms, men and women, kids and teens, that we would strive to lead lives marked by strength of character by patience, by humility, 
by deep devotion and an unwavering faithfulness to God and to each other. That we too might be called men and women after God's own heart. Um, we're going to join together and make that our prayer today. But before we do that, I want to ask, if you were here today and you're sitting with your family or friends, would you just reach over and take the hand of the people that you came here with? Um, now, if you're sitting next to somebody that you don't know and that makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to do that. You're welcome to, but it's not a requirement. Um, but if you're seated with family or friends, would you just hold hands as we pray together? And let's pray together now. Our faithful Father, thank you for never letting us down. Thank you for always being with us. On this Father's Day weekend, God, we celebrate and praise you, our Heavenly Father. And we thank you for the gift of dads that you've put into our life. For the gift of, of birth fathers. For the gift of stepfathers. For the gift of wise mentors that you've put into our lives that have chosen to love us even though they're not related to us. But God, we also know that for many of us here today, Father's Day is a time of hurt and pain, regret, grief, and sadness. For those of us who are hurting today, God, we pray that you would offer your comfort. For those who are grieving, would you point us toward hope? For those who are full of pain and regret, would you guide us towards your peace? For those who are wrestling with anger towards fathers who weren't all we wanted them to be, would you walk with us down the road of forgiveness and release, God? For all of us here, God, we want to be men and women after your own heart. We want to be people who will follow you no matter what. God, would you help us to grow in patience, in strength of character, in devotion, and in faithfulness to you? Please surround us with people who will support us and encourage us, that will help us to be strong and stay faithful to you. God, we ask for more of you in our hearts today, and we ask it in your name. Amen.